You're listening to KCBX News. I'm Benjamin Perper. In our first installment of a 12-part series on farm workers in Santa Barbara County, we're exploring the history of farm workers' rights in California and how that history affects people right here on the Central Coast. KCBX's Francisco Martinez has more. You can't talk about farm workers in this country without first talking about Cesar Chavez. All my life, I have been driven by one dream, one goal, one vision. To overthrow a farm labor system in this nation that treats farm workers as if they were not important human beings. That's Chavez in a 1984 speech to the Commonwealth Club of California. We have a holiday in this state named after him. And following President Biden's inauguration, Chavez's son Paul learned that a bust of his father would be placed in the Oval Office. In an interview with NBC's Los Angeles affiliate, Paul Chavez said he couldn't believe it. We were just as surprised as everyone when we saw the place that they had uh, placed it. To be placed in the president's highest office makes sense when you look at Chavez's track record on paper and how his efforts have played a role in recent American history. The rise of the United Farm Workers, they're organizing a series of strikes that brought farm workers to national attention, and it's bringing forth the empowerment of Latinx Americans in the United States. Chavez's advocacy efforts culminated in 1975, when the California Agricultural Labor Relations Act was signed into law by Governor Jerry Brown. That legislation was instrumental because it gave farm workers collective bargaining rights. It was the first time any state gave its farm workers the right to do so. And Jerry Brown was instrumental in working closely with UFW and closely with Cesar Chavez. And he actually still regards that as maybe his greatest accomplishment in public life. So the full f- force of the state was behind farm worker rights at that point. That's Matt Garcia. He's a professor at Dartmouth College in both the history department and Latin American, Latino, and Caribbean studies department. Most of my career has been about telling the story of agricultural labor history in California. Garcia has written books on citrus workers, the United Farm Workers, and their role in the greater farm workers movement, and is currently writing a book about the United Fruit Company, their predecessor to Chiquita. The lead-up to the 1975 Act had been brewing for years, so we need to jump back to the 1930s as farm workers had found it difficult to make a living wage or have clean and sanitary homes, according to Garcia. And that stemmed in part from their exclusion in the National Labor Relations Act, known as the Wagner Act of 1935, where they were denied collective bargaining rights while other lines of work were granted those rights. Then you fast forward a few years later to the Bracero program, which saw the U.S. bring in temporary workers from Mexico beginning in the 1940s. While the Bracero program was promoted to Mexican workers as a way to contribute to war efforts, Garcia says many of these workers came after World War II. And they were used in many ways to hold down wages because they could always be sent back to Mexico. They worked under the threat of being returned at any time. And so their impermanence, their temporariness undercut the ability to create those unions that would give them power in the field and power over their lives. It's these conditions that prompted Chavez, Dolores Huerta, and Gilbert Padilla to begin organizing farm workers and help end the Bracero program in the 60s. The growers were not going to acquiesce so easily, and so it took a five-year boycott before collective bargaining rights were reached in 1970, and then eventually were codified in the Agricultural Labor Relations Act of 1975. Those five years of striking between 1965 and 1970, known as the Delano Grape Strikes, were pivotal, especially in making the broader community aware of farm worker issues 
and led to boycotts of the grape industry. The boycott became the main way to take the fight that's in the field that's mostly out of sight and out of minds of most consumers and really brought it into the city. But when the Agricultural Labor Relations Act in California was signed, Advancements for farm workers petered out. While farm workers have seen some advancements in their rights and activists continue to fight for these rights, it hasn't been the same since Chavez. Garcia points out a multitude of reasons, one of which is the partisan nature of the Agricultural Labor Relations Board, created by the Act, where the governor could appoint persons to the board. And so if the governor changed, and, and the governor did change, to a Republican that was hostile to unions, then that body would then no longer be favorable to farm worker rights. Another reason? Garcia says Chavez moved away from farm worker rights, focusing more on poverty issues. Garcia says Chavez became invested in creating an intentional community. Where um, he was interested in growing food and really kind of emulating another intentional community that was called Synanon. More bluntly. Caesar took his eye off the ball. So, now what? Well, over the course of the next 11 weeks, I'll try to help answer that question. We're going to explore farm workers in our community along the Central Coast. We're going to explore the issues that exist and the people behind it all. For KCBX News, I'm Francisco Martinez.